Hello, welcome back to the Quack Report. My name's Carter, and here with me is Nate Thomas. Hello, everybody. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, not too bad. Carter, I just want to put a quick aside. We did it, buddy. We graduated university. We're all done. We got it. Yeah. We We're got both- our drinks here. Let's do a quick a quick toast to us. We got through five years of school, and uh, we, we did good, bud. We did Cheers. It. Clink. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> Oh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, pretty good. I, uh, I mean, I can't complain. I'm done the done the university degree. Not exactly how yep. I thought it would be, but it's done. <laughs> doing it all from home. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, besides that, can't complain. Got a little snow today, which I'm kind of upset about because I got to shovel that. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, and it's like it's like almost slushy snow. Yeah, it's the heavy, gross stuff. It's, it's gonna be heavy. So, yeah. although I might just leave it because uh, if. Uh, if it's just going to melt in a couple days, no one's going to be coming in and out of my house. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I might just leave it. Yeah, we'll we're see. all we're all still stuck inside. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, and how are I you doing? Do what a, have you been up to? I'm I'm doing all right. I uh, my well, I, I've been living with my grandma for the last year, right? So just with uh, going to school and such, really cheap rent, and obviously home cooked meals. It's um, fantastic. Yeah, can't and I love my grandma, that. and I love my grandma to death. There to death. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she asked me. We were we were both pretty low on uh, alcohol. Like I think like she like she's a big wine drinker, mm-hmm. and she was all out of wine. So she's like, "Would you like go go make a run?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Just uh, and she's like, "Okay, like here's my here's my debit card and whatever." She's like, "I want uh, I want four bottles of red and two bottles of white." I'm like, "All right, six bottles sounds good to me." <laughs> and so went to the store, found the wine that she likes and all that, and. Got some, yeah, got some stuff. And then there was a wine that I really like uh, as well that I haven't had in quite a while. Uh, so I made like two different, uh, two different payments basically. I bought like the six for her and then I bought myself a bottle of this other wine, uh, which is Hush from Dirty Laundry. It's uh, out in Penticton. I, uh, I actually went out to that uh, winery a couple years ago. Gorgeous plates as well. And uh, they had Pink Whitney in stock. So I got three bottles and then uh, I gave one to my to my Nona and uh, I, I told her I'm like it was supposed to be a gift and she insisted on paying me for it so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, so I got two so I got two bottles of uh, Whitney and a bottle of wine I think I still got half a bottle of rum and uh, she's got a bottle of Whitney and six bottles of wine now so, so I think we're set up. for I think we're stocked for two weeks <laughs> yeah I'd say so <laughs> yeah I saw your snapchat that that you sent me of like all the wine you got. I was like, oh man, Nate's getting <laughs> yeah. fancy. Like, did he just get his tax <laughs> refund or something? And then I saw the barefoot and I was like, there it is. <laughs> Dude, my my tax uh my tax or like, yeah, my tax refund that I got would maybe cover half of what that whole uh like combining both orders together basically what it would have been like i think altogether it was like 160 dollars worth of alcohol that i brought home Jeez. I, I laughed because like they gave me a box to actually bring it home in <laughs> and i was like the like i walked in the house and the first thing i yelled out to my grandma i bet you they thought i was an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> they probably did yeah because <laughs> so i brought up four bottles of wine and then i'm like is there somewhere like is there like a basket or something i can take like because I'm, I'm not quite done yet actually he's like you just leave him at the counter i'm like oh okay and then i come back with another four bottles <laughs> <laughs> although you're probably not alone in stocking up on like 10 bottles of wine and a bunch of pink whitney that's it's yeah probably that's pretty fair. common so now. yeah and he did say with the pink whitney because like i grabbed two bottles at first and i was like no you know what i know this is gonna go fast i'm gonna grab a third and he's like yeah that's probably the that's probably the right choice yeah he's probably thinking like <laughs> yeah based on how much wine you drink you probably need a third bottle of whitney yeah <laughs> <laughs> we uh the the quack report is no way affiliated with pink whitney but god i love this shit <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> it is so good like ever since it made its way up to canada that's like the majority of if i have a drink mm-hmm. is pink whitney at this point so that and, and white like, claws I, I, and yeah, you've been going on the white gloss. I have, yeah. You've those mango ones those. are so good. I thought about grabbing some, but like I, I just forgot about it. Like once I entered the store, because it was like, okay, I gotta remember like these these types of wines and stuff like that. Like my grandma likes like specific ones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Well, what do you say we get into uh, some hockey related news? Not necessarily ducks related, but some hockey stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, so first piece of news uh, just came out today. Uh, the day we're we are recording, recording Saturday. on Saturday, just to yeah clear it up. Pretty sad. We'll, we'll start it off um, not on the happiest note. Uh, Oilers forward Colby Cave. Uh, I'm sure you, you've 
heard about him in some way or another over the last few days. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital on Tuesday after suffering a brain bleed. Uh, he was put into a medically induced coma to remove a colloid cyst, I believe is how that's pronounced, uh, that yeah. was causing pressure on the brain. Uh, and then he was in the medically induced coma until Saturday morning when he unfortunately passed away at the young age of 25. Uh, there was a statement from the family this morning. Uh, it is with great sadness to share the news that our Colby Cave passed away early this morning. Both our families are in shock, but know our Colby was loved dearly by us, his family and friends, the entire hockey community, and many more. We thank everyone for their prayers during this difficult time. There was a, a, a landslide of tweets uh, all praising Cave for his um, like his on-ice and off-ice um, personalities i guess yeah um, that's what i was kind of gathering as well it was just he was he was just a genuine person right so yeah. um yeah yeah i woke up this morning to the news and yeah it was just it, it flooded the twitter feed because obviously the well the the quack report one that i that i run for us um is obviously all hockey related and stuff like that but even uh my own personal one was just yeah filled with stuff about colby cave and just yeah how great of a person he is or was and um and everything like that and everything he he could he did the most that he could with uh like in regards to anything so yeah yeah it sounded like a great person and uh i realized that we actually we we would have watched quite a bit of him in junior actually because he played in swift current mm-hmm. um and he was the captain there so and he's only a couple of years older than us so we would have seen a fair deal of him in junior at least we would have yeah so. um yeah, and uh, as an Oilers fan, this one really hurts. I, I really loved Colby Cave when he, he played. He didn't play a lot in the NHL. Um, Bruins fans as well uh, would love him. I know he was very popular in Boston when he played there. He signed as a free agent with them in 2015, and then in 20, I want to say 2019 was picked up off waivers uh, with Edmonton. It might have been 2018. Um, yeah, I think it might have been 18. Yeah, and then over four seasons, uh, only played 67 uh, NHL games, got four goals, five assists, and nine points. Um, so nah, not a super long NHL career. Uh, no, but I think the big NHL thing... career, though, for sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think the big thing is what we already touched upon was this guy was a class person. So oh, 100%. That's, yeah. that's where this hits more than anything. It wasn't, oh, he was a he was a fantastic NHL player. It was, no, he's a fantastic person. So mm-hmm. Yeah, very involved yeah, so our... in, in hockey communities and both Saskatchewan and Alberta, uh, where yeah. he, he grew up and, and lived for most of his life. So, yeah. yeah. So our, our condolences to his family and friends at this time. And, uh, I don't know, should we have a quick moment of silence for him? Like 10 seconds? Yeah. I, I think it's well-deserved sure. for him. All right. All right, well, what do you say we move on to uh, something a little bit uh, less sad? A little bit less sad, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess just to segue out of this, rest in peace, Colby Cave, and you will be missed. Yeah. So continuing on with the NHL season is one of the big talks uh, right now, well, since there is no NHL hockey to talk about. Uh, what? So, <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> how how the Ducks do? Oh, we don't know. What do you mean yeah. we don't know? Well, the season's been on stop for a month. It's what? <laughs> uh, a couple things um, that have been uh, rumored to be going on that they're they're thinking about doing. Uh, so, this first little bit here, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly suggests uh, some neutral site games with no fans in attendance. I heard like. Uh, Montana and like North Dakota were a couple of the ones, you know, low population density areas. Yeah. Um, and those would be pretty interesting, it. actually. They would be, yeah. They still have good like NHL sized arenas that you could, mm-hmm. you could play on. Uh, again, not a lot of people around. Um, neutral. Yeah, sites, really, you just, so. well, yeah, you don't even need like the attendance necessarily because no fans. You just need more of the, I guess, facilities that could handle like an NHL production essentially, right? Like, yeah, like you'd need the hotel the rooms the and stuff. like a press box and yeah. separate locker rooms and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um this was coming up with the MLB as well, I know, with uh, neutral site games and they were talking about having it in like the two spots that everybody does their spring training. So I think one was in Florida and I don't remember where the other one else was. Maybe they were both in Florida. Um That'd be interesting. But yeah, but yeah, and then it was like split up into uh, they were 
like I think it was like the grapefruit conference and something else instead of like uh like North America and world uh conferences or something like that and mm-hmm. I don't know it it would be interesting to see for for baseball cuz baseball is supposed to start a couple weeks ago right yeah um like yeah, I like cool. I enjoy baseball but it's not like I'm not as passionate about it as I am hockey for sure mm-hmm. you'll watch um, it but if like, it's on sort of thing you'll yeah follow it, exactly right? but like uh and like I being Canadian I have a Blue Jays jersey like I like I, I do like to watch it and like I, I I like to go to games and stuff like that but it's just not like what I'm as heavily interested in uh, but like I'm even missing baseball right now, man. I'm just missing. I'm missing something. Of, yeah, in terms of sports. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'd be like I'd honestly be down to watch bowling right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd watch that too. Uh, there's yeah. some. There's some sports on. Like there's a like simulated Formula One racing. Um, yeah, I, I I have been really enjoying like the simulated stuff. Thank God for video games in yeah. that regard. You've watched like, it. You get. Uh, I haven't watched the Formula One one. I've been seeing a lot of like the NHL 20 simulations. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been watching those and like it's it's actually not that bad. So yeah. and then a lot of them are taking out like the in-game commentary and actually giving their commentators something to do. Right. So like I watched mm-hmm. the Flames one and uh, I forget the guy's name, but they had the radio. Uh, they had the radio commentator like live doing the the commentary on the game oh yeah yeah that's cool i love when they do that yeah yeah and they managed to pull in a couple of the like the actual players to have like intermission uh (laughs) interviews and stuff like that so it was great that's awesome um yeah so i've actually been enjoying those it's it's been something right so yeah exactly some kind of resemblance yeah Uh, a couple other things here that uh they've talked about so points percentage um ordering for the the draft well, both the draft and the the playoffs, I guess, is, yeah, is kind of the seems to be the dominant um, rumor that's going around. But another yeah. one that I, I'd heard about before, but now coming from the NHL officially, uh, doing a a sixty eight game rollback. So just like Walmart, you you knock those prices down <laughs> so that they look more appealing. No. <laughs> um, basically, because sixty eight games is the the lowest that anybody's played. You just forget about like the t- the game 69 70 71 72 whatever whatever teams played yeah i think the most anyone's played is 71 games so the most anybody is losing is three games yeah um which isn't like is it isn't horrible so like there's no there wasn't too I mean, much of a spread in in the in the gap anyway so but that does have implications on if you're doing a the rollback or if you're going by points percentage the playoff picture really changes. Unfortunately for us, Anaheim isn't in it no matter what. Yeah. So unless we have a uh, a resume of the regular season, we're we're in the off season at this point. It doesn't inter- actually yeah. change who makes the playoffs. It just changes the order. Yeah, and just actually, the order. Actually, in the in the East, it doesn't even change uh, the matchups for the first round. It, I thought it did change the matchups, or maybe um, is it, or is it just placement in terms of the matchups? Uh no no there I oh wait um no sorry uh, it does change the metro it, does, it, sw- yeah. it switches Philadelphia and Washington um, yeah so Washington and Pittsburgh would play in the second or in, would play in the first round if you did the sixty eight game rollback and then Philadelphia and Pittsburgh uh, would play with the points percentage and then Washington would face Carolina yeah it's so the... just those top two spots switch around but the other the Atlantic stays the same and then the West looks quite different. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the West. That's yeah really different. Like you said there, uh, for example, the points percentage, you would have the top ranked St. Louis blues against the wild card two position Calgary flames. But if you have the 68 game rollback, uh, St. Louis is in second spot against the third place, Dallas in the central division there, Colorado would take first in the central playing against wild card two Vancouver Canucks. So yeah. just like, it's like a, as a thing, the one matchup that doesn't get changed though is uh, Vegas and Nashville. I want this season to resume just to watch that series. Honestly, that's going to be good. that would be a, that would be amazing. Could you imagine if they did the sixty-eight game rollback and then started with the playoffs? Like, could you imagine these Western Conference matchups? Oh, you got St. Like, Louis, Dallas, uh, which was a huge series last year. You got yeah. Vegas, Nashville, which a couple seasons was deadly, and then you have yeah. Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, for the yeah for the sixty eight game rollback. Oh my god! Yeah, and I mean we've already we've already established this essentially between ourselves. Whoever wins that series, if it were to happen, is not getting any farther. Oh no, not like, a chance! Because those teams will kill each other. And then you're and probably like, playing Vegas. Like yeah, exactly. 
Like it's, either, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you're either playing arrested Vegas or arrested Nashville because if Nashville wins the series, it's going to be in four or five games somehow. Yeah, and bo- and both of both Nashville and Vegas are they're skilled teams, but they are very tough teams. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not to this like Calgary and Edmonton both are not at the same level of toughness as uh, as those two especially. So yeah, no, and then that's that's not even talking about. The, the East, if you do the 68-game rollback. You got Washington-Pittsburgh in the first round, oh which is always a good God. series. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, I mean, that that's really the only big one. I guess you got Tampa-Toronto. Not a huge rivalry, but they'll be good games. I think uh, Tampa- Boston Tr- Islanders yeah, tr- will be good games as well. Tampa-Toronto will be purely skill and speed. And I think that would be actually really exciting to watch. Like, it would be, the diff- like, it would be different compared to... Uh, uh, say even like St. Louis and Dallas uh, for the 68 game rollback, right? Like those are both like they had the skill obviously and but like they're both like uh, like physical teams, right? Whereas Tampa and Toronto are both they beat you on their skill. I feel bad for the goalies in that series, which would be Anderson and Vasilevsky um, because that's you're coming out of that round or you're losing in the first round with a terrible goals against average because both of those teams are really offensive and like it, it it's going to come down I think to like it would be a goalie battle of like who can just have that one less puck go past them oh yeah for sure yeah it's uh it's definitely going to be down to those two I'd I'd arguably give Toronto the advantage just because they have a little bit more experience with the backup in um in Campbell there but uh um, yeah that's fair I mean with Tampa you got McElhinney as well it's not like he's good, but I don't know if he would do well in the playoffs quite yet. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, but he did pretty well last year with Carolina. So that's true. Yeah. No, I yeah. thought he was with Carolina. So yeah, I don't know. I think that could be a good series. I mean, most mostly you're going to see Vasilevsky and Anderson. I don't yeah. really even know if you would see McElhinney and, and Campbell, but yeah, it'd be like just crazy circumstances. Uh, if you're talking Boston and the Islanders, that could be a good series, but I'd see Boston's coming out of that one ahead yeah um but then you get the, boston tampa or boston toronto which yeah is always which would be good no matter what so i was gonna say maybe for toronto if they get boston in the second round they'll actually win it because they their thing has always been boston in the first round that's true yeah so um uh washington pittsburgh i mean crosby and ovechkin that's all you need to hear yeah and yeah, exactly. i mean washington washington uh uh what's the term they got over the thing or like monkey off how, the back. There you go. Thank yeah. you. They got the monkey off the back by feet by, de, by beating Pittsburgh a couple of years ago. And then they went on to win the cup. Right. So I yeah. think you would go, I think Washington especially would go into this series being like, okay, we've done this before. Actually. It's not like we can do it again. Yeah. Um, it's not trying to do it for the first time this time. Uh, yeah. The, the matchup I would be really interested in actually watching though is Philly and Carolina. That yeah, would I was just be gonna a ask great you about that. series. What do you have coming out on that one? Oh, man. Okay, if we were going by where teams were at at the time, I'd say Philly. Because mm-hmm. Carter, Carter Hart was playing great, and that was helping Philly go on like a nine-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Like, they were hot. And like in reality, that's all the Stanley Cup playoffs are. It's just getting hot at the right time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, But at the same time, you had Carolina, who made a lot of huge moves, especially in their back end. Uh, right at the trade deadline there, and so they were they were coming up, yeah. Sure. And especially with uh, if if you're like looking at it realistically with this break that we have, you're gonna have both uh, uh, James Reimer and uh, Peter Morazic back healthy, right? Because remember which they both was their got big question mark, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they both got hurt, uh, which is the reason we got David Ayers uh, going in Carolina there against Toronto. Um, but yeah, that like you're gonna have both your goalies back. You're gonna have a solid defense there, and you're gonna be going against the Philadelphia team who was hot. And I mean, like Carter Hart, I think is honestly the deciding factor. It like as crazy as it seems to put it on uh, what he's 22. I think he's a year younger than us. As crazy as it is to put it on a 22 year old shoulders, he's the deciding factor. I think in that series, how good he can be, and we've oh, seen how good he can be. So yeah. Um, uh, I guess if you had to choose between the 68-game rollback or the points percentage, uh, which one would you rather see happen? I'd see the 68-game rollback, not 
not because of matchups or anything like that. I think that's just the most fair way to go. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. like yeah, like Boston was one of those teams that had played seventy one games at that point. I think they're okay to be like, yeah, you know what? We played three extra games. That's fine. Um, and stuff and just like things like that, right? So yeah, I think it just, I th- it's just it's just more fair for everybody else, right? Because otherwise, it's determined by everybody still playing the same number of games mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it's not like uh, well, think even back to when was the last uh, shortened season lockout? Was that in two thousand? It was the thirteen, 13 no, twelve, 13. thirteen. Or it might have been 13, twelve, thirteen. It was I one think of it was those twelve, two. thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I remember it because it was Claude Giroux. Philly on the cover of NHL 13 and I didn't open it. I said I wouldn't open it until uh, until hockey started again, but I, I lost that on myself. I had to play something of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but even that year, right? Like everybody played 48 games. It's not, okay, we're going to start the season uh, on this day and we know everybody's going to have different numbers and we're going to go by point percentage, right? Everybody mm-hmm. plays the same number of games. So I think that's the only fair way to do it is just the 68 game rollback. I think so too, and because it doesn't change the matchups based on the point percentage one, I think it's a or it, fair it changes way the it. matchups. It just doesn't change oh, who's in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. If if you had if you had the point percentage and the rollback difference being actual teams making the playoffs, then I think you're going into the point percentage territory, and you go with the uh, the 2014 playoff that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think with everybody going to be in the same everybody who would be in the playoffs in either scenario is there so i think you will the 68 game rollback yeah for sure all right next piece of news here uh the ducks have partnered with la and prime ticket to bring a nhl 20 simulation of uh the freeway face-off the battle of um california minus the sharks because fuck the sharks and uh <laughs> so Dude, now we now we're gonna now we are gonna get fired. We've we've bugged Aisha with the Minnesota <laughs> and Dylan, our other boss. He's a Minnesota fan as well, but he's working on the Ducks or on the San Jose Sharks podcast. Uh, podcast. We are gonna get fired now, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but basically, starting Friday, April seventeenth at seven p.m. Pacific, uh, you can watch the Ducks and the Kings face off in an NHL twenty simulation. You can also vote for uh, who is on the roster, a mix of current roster players and alumni, uh, including like Timu Solani, Paul Correa, a couple guys that we may or may not be talking about later. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, And you can watch this on twitch.tv slash Anaheim Ducks Gaming. And yeah, I think that'll be really exciting. Are you going to tune in, Nate? Yeah, I think it'd be fun to watch, actually. And uh, I like how they're doing a, uh, a second screen experience here. And uh, so it'll have like sight sound promotions and contests. It says that fans would enjoy at home games, and I and it's also really cool that they're uh, they're going to be having Ducks and Kings broadcasters contribute to the telecast as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think I think that's going to be really fun actually because you still will have that authentic feel. It's like what I was talking about with that Flames game, uh, that that Flames simulation earlier of how they had the the radio analysts do it. Right, like it's going to be that same kind of thing. So. Yeah, for sure. That'll be good. Yeah, um, I uh, basically I got it'll be real, except oh. for the the players that are actually playing. So yeah, exactly. If uh, if more teams do this, it's it's well worth it. Um, you can get uh, you can get it for free, and then there's sometimes there's like there's some subscriptions that you do that like the prices vary, but uh, I think for this it would just be free. So it's um yeah, it's just a, a simple sign up for it, and um yeah, a lot of different things on Twitch at this point. Um, not just video games necessarily. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Or are you gonna Are you gonna watch this? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, got nothing yeah. else going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be good. Who do you have? Uh, or okay, here let's uh, let's talk about this really quick. Who Who would be? Uh, here, okay, I'm gonna make it a more me directed question. Who are you picking as the starting goalie for the Ducks for this game? Man, you that's have tough. you I have, have to any goalie you have any goalie to pick from for the Ducks. Who are you picking for this? I think. Do <sighs> you want to hear my pick, and then you can say yours? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll give you some more time to think. Yeah, I'm taking J.S. Shiger. See, that's what I was gonna say too, but I think, or you have I, fun with it and you throw in Ilya Brzezgalov. That was another one, but <laughs> I, I think you just got to go with your current goalie, John Gibson. He hasn't let you down yet. Oh, fair enough. 
Yeah, it'll, yeah, there's it'll just be so many goalies you could pick from. Yeah, that'll be in a couple weeks as well with our top tens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that, that'll be that's a good be one the to toughest go one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's uh let's get into the last piece of news here. Then, uh, not nothing too crazy, but new Animal Crossing game recently came out on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, a lot of user created jerseys have uh, been popping up, as I'm sure you've seen if you have the game, but the uh, NHL and the Anaheim Ducks have released the uh, third jerseys, which you can uh, get, like the official third jerseys, which you can get from a QR code. Uh, so you, you just scan that and get yourself a, an official Ducks third jersey for your Animal Crossing game. And Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, everything's on the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, website, I believe, um, mm-hmm. with instructions on how to get it. So, And uh, it, does, it looks pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah, it does. Have, uh, have you ever tried playing Animal Crossing before? Yeah, I have. Uh, I played the, uh, what was the one on the Nintendo GameCube? I had, um, I don't remember what it was called. And then I got like the, the 3DS one that came out like okay. quite a few years ago. I think New Leaf is what that one was called. Okay, here, describe it to me and I guess whoever's listening that doesn't know quite what it is. Because I'm, I'm honestly not sure. And I'm normally like a pretty big video game guy. Just to describe it in a nutshell, I guess, uh, I'm not going to do a very good job. So any <laughs> like <laughs> Animal Crossing fans are going to probably shit on this. But it's... uh. <laughs> Basically, like you're just like new to this this small village, and uh, you just have like your house, and you you do tasks for your neighbors. Like, yeah, they want like this certain type of flowers or like a certain butterfly. So you like go and get the flower, the butterfly, and they give it to you, and you exchange gifts, and it's all like fun and neighborly. So it's essentially it's virtual like, real life. Yeah, kind of, but you don't have to actually talk to anybody. <laughs> See, why is it that like video game life games like uh, like this or Sims seems like so much fun, but like we like not a lot of people don't like actual life <laughs> because in Sims, you can light your neighbors on fire. But if you do that in real life, you get arrested. Nate. <laughs> yeah. And you can just build a swimming pool in your living room because why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, speaking of jerseys, let's talk about our uh, our partner in this one. You all know who it is already, but well, let's get into it because we uh, we got some fun stuff with this one. Yeah, sure. So CoolHockey.com, the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America since 1999. To them, quality is just as important as it is to you. That's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM and hand-stitches them in their 15,000-square-foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they are able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all their products. Cool Hockey staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. If you buy today, you can also get your first or next jersey from them for 35% off. Just use the promo code THPN. Once again, that's promo code THPN for 35% off. But hurry, this deal won't last long. This is kind of like their their Easter sale, right? Yeah. So probably ends after the weekend, I would imagine. Cause it yeah. Started about, about beginning of the week, Monday or Tuesday, I think. I think it was midway through the week. I think it was like Wednesday. Maybe. Um, okay. But yeah, so typically our THPN is 30%, but you get an extra 5% on this one. So it's... Uh, you can uh, never be mad about Yeah, no, you can't be mad about that. We uh, we ordered ourselves some Ducks jerseys a couple... Uh, was, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, I guess, at this point. They yeah. arrived uh, They arrived earlier this week, last week? Yeah, mine, mine arrived on Thursday. I, I think yours arrived... Uh, mine arrived Monday. The week before. Yeah, no, my, yeah my, mine was Monday. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I had... I uh, at the time was forty percent, so I ordered uh, the Flames retro third jersey, um, which now I'm out of, out of the Flames jerseys from this year. I'm I'm only missing one. I have the home jersey, the retro third, and the white heritage. So I'm just missing the away jersey. So I'm like, oh, do I want to do hey, it? Well, thirty five percent off. It so. is thirty five percent off, but I think my girlfriend would kill me. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Yeah, she wasn't too pleased with uh, no. when you no. told her about these ones. <laughs> she knew, she knew I had the flames one. It was like, oh, okay, fine. And then I forgot to tell her about the ducks one. And I'd made that post on uh-huh. Twitter about like my yeah. jersey coming in. And like within f- like within two minutes, <laughs> I had a Facetime call. 
Um, so what's this Anaheim jersey? And I had the Flames one laid out, and so I was like, "What are you talking about? That's a Flames jersey. What do you What do you mean?" And then, oh yeah, she did. She did not like that. Like that <laughs> She's like, "You were lying to me." I was like, "No, I was making a joke. It's laying on the bed. I understand." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I got i I ordered the the orange third jersey with the uh, the Mighty Duck logo on it. I love this jersey, honestly. Um. And then, uh, yeah, your jersey came in on Thursday. Which one did you order again? The the Silverberg home jersey, so the yeah. black uh, with the. It does look really logo nice. Logo. It does, yeah. The uh, alternate captain on the front really just yeah. says, just just screams like <laughs> huge Dex fan. So I like that. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when we're out of the houses, we'll have to uh, we'll have to take a deep dive on on each other's jerseys. So because honestly, like the yeah. one thing with uh, with jerseys in the last few years is there's so many details. And like this is just the jersey nut in me coming out. There's so many details in them that aren't seen from a distance. Mm-hmm. So like uh like for example on the inside of the orange collar, uh like on the on the orange jersey, I mean, um, they have like uh written out Anaheim inside. And I know like the New Jersey Devils have the gr- like green on the inside of the collar, which is mm-hmm. they used to be red and green, right? And they have the the years of their three Stanley Cups written in there as well and like a lot of teams have like these really cool just like details in the collar or in other areas, right? Like, um, like when I got my Vegas Flurry jersey a couple of years ago, I, I like I just looked at it for like probably fifteen minutes. There's just so many details that are in that jersey, especially, um, which that was kind of a benefit for Vegas of, you know, they didn't have anything to rely on, so they were able to make something new and with someone who was like introducing jerseys at the time, um. But yeah, so like I'd love to check out like just the little things like on your home jersey, right? Like there's there's got to be mm-hmm. something that's kind of like interesting in it or whatnot. So yeah, um, I just want to say too the uh, the orange third jersey. I haven't seen it in person. Like I've seen it on on the players, but yeah, obviously that's from a distance. But like even just seeing it like on you like through the the zoom call we're doing right now, it looks like really sharp. And yeah, it is to, actually. Like, actually see it in person. Yeah, I opened it up. It's actually not. Like it's still a pretty bold orange. the The screen makes it look a bit more bold than it is. Um, oh yeah, but well, it's uh, probably the same same orange on mine, right? Yeah, so. um, but yeah, it's it's not as bold as I expected it, but it's still like an amazing color. Um, yeah, and yeah, like everything just looks beautiful. You have like the what do we what do we call it? It's not gold, but like copper, I guess. Copper, yeah, I'd almost say gold. Yeah, I call it gold and, I, and I, it would probably be the same on our logos, but like that color is great, and it's just like subtle reflection in it and stuff like that. So, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I'm a huge jersey nut, and I love looking at all the details and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so to to get this jersey was was really cool just to sit and look at for a moment. I was uh, I was just hanging out in my room playing video games, and uh, my grandma came in. <laughs> to the room with the with the two packages actually i was like oh yeah and she's like can i sit here and watch you open them actually i'm like yeah sure why not <laughs> and then i gave her like a half hour jersey lesson basically on like the evolution of the hockey jersey <laughs> like i said nice. I'm, a, I'm a nut on this kind of stuff grandmas are awesome they're just yeah they're so patient yeah <laughs> i've listened to you go off on jerseys for half an hour before and man <laughs> mad respect to anyone that can do that <laughs> jerseys and other things yeah oh. uh all right well what do you say we get into the the thing that everyone's been waiting for on this episode, our top 10 list of uh, all-time uh, Ducks wingers. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Before we get into it, though, um, I, I know in the last episode, I very uh, strongly had to convince Nate that we should do a, a separate left and then a separate right winger. And then as I was doing my <laughs> list, I was like, we got to combine them. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's just going to be it's going to be a lot easier. <laughs> Carter, just say it. So, I was right. I was right. You were right. Uh, I don't say that very often, but you were right and I was wrong. <laughs> I think, I, I think I've still I think I've still heard it from you more than I have my own girlfriend, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard your girlfriend say that. I, I have heard her say it a few times, and I make sure I rub it in, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, you take that You take that chance, and you run with it, for sure. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, do and you want to start with our honorable mentions, then? Yeah, sure. So the same thing as last time. We made our own top 10 lists and then compiled them uh, together. A couple of people would have had the same placements. So we kind of figured out where they would end up. Uh, so these honorable mentions are people that didn't make our combined list um, just you know, kind of discussing it and uh, kind of figuring out where people should be placed. So on our honorable mentions, we have Mike Leclerc, Joe Sacco, and uh, I, I wanted to throw in a joke here uh, for 
the top 10 wingers, we have Wild Wing, the mascot of the Te- Anaheim Ducks. Technically a wing. <laughs> technically a wing, exactly. Yeah. All right, Carter, you can lead us off here on uh, on our numbers. Or on our top 10. <laughs> sure. So number 10, uh, we've got a left winger, Marty McInnes, played 272 games with the Anaheim Ducks, got 57 goals, 88 assists for 145 points over a total of four years. Yeah, just a a great player, you know. Uh, McInnes came in during the 98-99 season and, uh, yeah, stayed here for for quite a while. Was a kind of a heart and soul kind of guy, but uh, could also put up, you know, a fair, fair amount of points. Uh, his season high, I guess, for the Ducks was in that first 98-99 year, uh, having 75 games and 52 points uh, over that season, so... Yeah, those are pretty good numbers. Pretty solid, I would say. Yeah. All right, next at number nine, another left winger, Todd Marchant. 421 games played with the Ducks. 38 goals, 74 assists, 112 points over six years. Yeah, so Marchant came in during the 05-06 season, the last year of the Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah, he had a season. He was He was another kind of guy who just, he stuck around for quite a bit. Um, not a crazy point getter. Uh, his uh, season high was 75 games and uh, 48 points in the 2007-2008 season. Uh, he was part of that 2007 uh, Anaheim Ducks Stanley Cup winning team. And uh, yeah, just another uh, great addition. And it's kind of what I was talking about. Uh, I don't remember who specifically with, but during our uh, center's talk, um, just about, you know, if, even if a guy's not producing, but he plays that many games for your organization, there's a reason that he was, he was kept around. So, and maybe it's yeah, not, yeah, exactly. it's not apparent to the fans or that sort of thing, but there's something that management, uh, or, or coaching or even the team, they really like about him. Right. So there's a reason to keep him around. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another one of those, those heart and soul guys, another left winger, Joffrey Lupel played 205 games with the Anaheim Ducks. 56 goals, 58 assists for 114 points. Played four seasons, uh, split across a couple um, uh, different, I guess, appearances with the Ducks. And that's not the right word, but yeah, that, uh, played that, a couple that seasons, left and came back. Yeah, so, is what I'm trying. So to yeah, say. he played in 2003, 2004, and 2005, 2006 with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Uh, in uh, the Anaheim years, he compiled his most games played in one season at 81 with 53 points. Uh, he also returned in 2009 till 2011. Uh, not a whole lot of production during that time, um, but not too many games either. In those two years, the most games he played was 26. Uh, I'm not exactly sure for the reason about that actually off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I uh, forgot that uh, he's he's kind of a hometown guy for us. Actually, he played uh, his junior career in Medicine Hat with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. He, uh, I, I actually got a jersey signed, like one of the old Tigers jerseys, uh, signed by him. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was at a wedding I went to like years and years ago. He went to high school with like one of my mom's cousins. So, like, oh, sweet. very, very distantly, like, yeah, distant somehow know yeah. him. But, but he was there and, uh, we, we figured he was going to be there. So, I think I was like 10 at the time. So, little 10 year old me with like his first ever hockey jersey is yeah. like, excuse me, Mr. Lupo, can you sign my jersey? And he was very nice about it. Very yeah, nice guy. That's pretty so, sweet. Yeah. All right, number seven, another left winger. We've got lots of left wingers uh, yeah. on the bottom of the list here. It, it, it is split relatively evenly once we get going. but Yeah, and, and it wasn't it wasn't splitting it between left and right or that sort of thing. These are just guys that we, no. we thought deserved to be on the list. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so number seven, Chris Kunitz, 313 games played, 81 goals, 111 assists for 192 points across five seasons. Uh, yes. Again, stuck around for a long time, but uh, picked it up on the, the points just compared to the last you guys as well yeah and he had kind of the the brief stint with the atlanta thrashers in in between that time in 2005 2006 only playing two games before returning back to anaheim to yeah. play 67 <laughs> games in that 0506 season uh he was also part of the 2007 uh cup win uh having appeared in 81 games that season and t- uh 13 in the playoffs um yeah another you know big contributor and that sort of thing uh, and he stayed there until 2009 when he was traded. It looks to be at the deadline to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 
where he won another cup. The guy's won four cups. I know he's only got one with Anaheim, but the man has four cups. That is impressive yeah. to say the least. That's very impressive. Like he's been on some good teams to be fair, like the 07. Yeah, the um, 07 Ducks. He's been he was on the Pens for however long a dominant decade and then he Um, was on tampa bay for one season and then you know kind of a a backpedal with uh chicago in the 18 19 season and i think he was still with them uh or or did he retire i forget because he actually doesn't have any stats up for 1920 i think he retired yeah Yeah, i think he did retire yeah um i can be totally wrong sorry (laughs) yeah yeah no he had a solid career for sure like um just wow like he played with some good players yeah, to be fair, but he he also held his own. Like, it's, oh, very he wasn't sure. riding. Yeah. He wasn't riding the highs of like these good players and these good teams. Like, he was contributing. Yeah, well, to, yeah, to like I said, for that 2007 season, like to get to the playoffs alone, right? 81 games and had 60 points, which is 25 goals and 35 assists. Those like 60 points maybe doesn't seem like a very high total, but it that is a huge contribution to a team. Oh, for sure. No matter and what I'd put team him in the you're middle on. Six, I put him in the middle six for forwards, and that's exactly what you want from your middle yeah, six. Yeah, exactly. You know, between half a point and a point per game pace. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like if you're over winger. 20 goals a season, like you are a, a key factor to your team. So, Yeah, exactly. And then so, you got guys like Ovechkin who just overachieve and get 40 and 50 every year. <laughs> yeah, like fuck off Ovechkin. You're making the rest of the <laughs> NHL players look bad. Come on. Chasing records and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then at number six, we got our first right winger on the list, Jakob Silverberg. The man on your jersey. On the jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 510 games played, which I, I didn't realize he'd been around that long. Yeah, he's been uh, around for quite a bit. Yeah, 128 goals, 144 assists for 272 points over the course of seven seasons. Really solid numbers. Played a, a lot early on. Uh, he was actually in Ottawa for a couple of years too, which I uh, Yeah, he was in Ottawa realize. for... Parts of two seasons, I guess. He played briefly in the playoffs in the 11 and 12 season, only appearing in two games there with Ottawa. Uh, but his 2012-2013 year, he played in all 48 games. Remember, that was the lockout-shortened year, which it was only 48 games, uh, compiling 19 points in that season, going to the playoffs as well with 10 appearances. Uh, but then traded to Anaheim, where he kind of took off at that point. Um, mm-hmm. The lowest amount that he played was the 13-14 season, playing 52 games and having 23 points, which that's still pretty good considering how many games he played. That's yeah. that's missing like a third of the season almost. Um, but then, yeah, he just kind of skyrocketed uh, from there in terms of his totals. His, uh, his most uh, was in the 2016-17 season, uh, 79 games played with 49 points. Um, this seems to be like he Silverberg seems to be like he's like he's a he's a great offensive player. Don't get me wrong, and f- like forty nine points might make you go, oh, are you sure about that? But like when he gets the stuff, it's like he he knows where to be and that sort of thing. But he's very much a locker room guy as well. It seems. Oh, for sure. Considering yeah. that he has an assistant captain, right? So yeah, no, I think he. I think every season he gets better and better. He always seems to one up himself, which I I really like. Um, again, alternate captain, so uh, huge huge locker room guy as well. And even this and, season, um, he might. I could be totally wrong, but like just taking a look, he might have been going for a career high because he was at he was only ten point difference from his career high in points, and he was only at sixty six games. Yeah. So yeah. So I I think he. He, he could have I done think he was it. definitely having a career season. I think, yeah, like especially on a, a when on an Anaheim Ducks team that wasn't that good this year. Let's all be honest. Yeah, uh, I, I think yeah. He like, was one of the. He was one of the better over the next couple, in this year. Yeah, I think as this team gets better over the next couple of years, I, th- I think he's really going to take off and show uh, that he can be a, a second line winger for sure, and even step up on the first line and yep. be really good on the power play. So I think he's a huge part of the the team's future. Yeah, absolutely. I will not disagree with that at all. Yeah, and then just to keep the conversation short, I think the exact same thing could be said about Ricard Raquel, uh, who we have at number five yes. um, on the left wing spot. He's been around for eight years as well, playing 447 games, 129 goals, 154 assists for 283 points. Uh, so very similar in um, career length and points as, as Silverberg. Yeah. Uh, you, you could exchange these two guys uh, at five and six yeah this is probably the one that we debated the longest as to like who to place where even though it was only one spot difference 
Um, yeah. If we could, but like we would just put them tied at number five. But you know, yeah. to top ten, you gotta you gotta kind of play some around to that sort of thing. Um, but even then, like I I think I would say yeah, he's he's a solid at number five there. Just considering his first two seasons with the Ducks were yeah the 2012-13 season where he played four games and the 2013-14 season where he played 18. After that, he played a minimum of 65 games, which was this year. Uh, and he's just been going off. In the 17-18 season, he played 77 games and had 69 points. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, really just everything that we just talked about with Silverberg, I think could be said for Ricard Raquel. So. Yeah, he's a guy that I really want us to keep around. Uh, first round, thirtieth overall in the 2011 NHL draft to our mm-hmm. to our Ducks. So he is a uh, he is a development of us, which is great to see. So yeah. homegrown duck. Yep. Uh, all right, number four. Uh, getting into uh, the olden days again, Bobby Ryan, uh, right winger for the Anaheim Ducks. He played 378 games for us, 147 goals, 142 assists for 289 points over six years. Just putting, I think just because he had a few more points in less games and in less time, that puts him just above Raquel and Silverberg there. But yeah. but uh, again, he's I think they're all all very similar players, just solid, reliable, top six wingers. Yeah, and he is one of the guys that I had talked about. I think in regards to when we were talking before the trade deadline of kind of not great contracts that will take on or that, he was a guy that I actually would have loved to be able to take his contract on. Um, he's only bring him back. Yeah, he's only yeah. 33 years old, and yeah, he, it would be the it would be the return of Bobby Ryan, considering he was the second overall pick for us in the 2005 entry draft. Yeah, Ryan had played some some great years for us. Uh, his highlight being in the 2010 2011 season, where he played all 82 games and had 71 points that season. Um, nice. He has come nowhere close to that since. Uh, the next highest would have been the year before uh, the nine ten season with uh, sixty four points in eighty one games. So, but that's not to say that he's not still producing, right? Like in last season, he played forty eight games and or seventy eight games, sorry, and had uh, and had forty two points. So he still is able to produce, and even then, that was in the last couple of years, he's had a kind of a a jump in his production again. So, like in sixteen mm-hmm. seventeen with the Sens, which that's the year that. Uh, they lost in the third round to Pittsburgh, correct? Um, no, that was 15. Oh, 15, 16, 16 right. Okay, yeah. so this was the start of the collapse, essentially, of the Sens. Uh, and he stuck around. Yeah, and he stuck around. He had 62 games played, 25 points, and then you went even deeper in the hole as the Sens, but he did better. Uh, 17, 18, he had 62 points, 33 assists. Or, sorry, 62 games played, 33 points. And then uh, last season, Sens, 18, 19, um, had 78 uh, games played and 42 points. So he was climbing back up again, surprisingly. So, um, yeah, Definitely, that was a guy yeah. I would have loved to have back in a Ducks uniform. Yeah, And, and, and I'm still and open to it. Bob, Murray, come on, bring bring Bobby home. Yeah, bring him home. <laughs> we want Bobby back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to our top three then. There we so, go. Uh, in third place, we got another right winger in Corey Perry. This has been around for a long time. This is one I think is really. I think in our three and two spots, this is where we're gonna have maybe some controversy. I from, think just so, from yeah. other people in terms of what we picked. And remember, this is our opinions. You guys can make up your own top tens. We'd love to see them. Uh, feel free to tweet us at Quack Report Pod on Twitter. Uh, yeah, tell us your top tens. Yeah. So Corey Perry, nine hundred eighty-eight games played. 274 goals, 691 assists for 965 points. And that was over the course of 14 years. Um, was part of the 07 Cup run. Uh, was part of a, a lot of other uh, playoff pushes and a, a lot of big plays, uh, pl- especially playing uh, with Getzlaff for most of his career. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Perry is a uh, Maurice Rich- Rocket Richard trophy winner. Uh, I believe it was the 2011 uh, 2010 2011 season where he scored 50 goals he had 82 games played and 98 points he was only two points off of that century mark there which that was his uh his career high for both goals and uh and points uh point totals the season before was actually his career high in assists with uh 49 in the season um but this was 
This was a guy that could put the puck in the net, help his team out, but he was the guy who also... Uh, how do I put this? He was the guy that kind of got into the dirty areas, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Wh- he has a high career penalty minute. He does lead Ducks in penalty minutes career uh, at 1,110 minutes. I love that round number on it. Um, yeah, which is good or bad, depending on how you look yeah, at it. Yeah, it all depends on how you look at it, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was a guy that kind of did it all. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, huge part of, of Ducks history, for sure. And uh, well. If we if we ever did a, a top ten uh, players of all time list, I think he would definitely be. Yeah, I think he would have to be. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, this one um, was also some some controversy between the two of us. We had to pick between this player and and Corey Perry, uh, but ultimately Paul Correa came out in the second spot, a left winger from back in the day. Six hundred and six games played, three hundred goals, three hundred and sixty nine assists. Uh, for 669 nice points over <laughs> nine seasons. Uh, yeah, I believe Korea would have been the first ever draft pick by the uh, Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. He went number four in the 1993 N- NHL entry draft, and uh, obviously, it, yeah, yeah and, and obviously was a huge contributor to that team until he left. Um, you know, having the 98-99 season where he, oh no, sorry, actually his second ever season in the 95-96 season was one that instantly shot him to stardom, uh, having appeared in 82 games and 108 points. That's a pretty good sophomore year, I'd say, right there. Uh, I would say Especially so. considering yeah. the, his, his rookie season, uh, 94-95, had 47 games and 39 points. It's quite a jump. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So And, uh, you know, he, he had uh, high marks throughout most of his career there. Uh, really just... His second last season there in St. Louis in 08-09, having only 15 points. Uh, but besides that, he was, as, as long as he was healthy, he was a pretty dominant force in the NHL. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I uh, I think I actually have a... So in, in Canada, before Tim Hortons did all the hockey cards, it was McDonald's who actually did them. Uh, so I have a McDonald's hockey card of Paul Correa from the mm-hmm. All-Star game. And that's when it was North America versus the world. So I have I have a card of him uh, in his North America jersey. So that's that's a pretty cool oh, one, nice. I think. That is cool. So. Yeah, I, I've definitely got some Paul Korea Ducks yeah. cards from McDonald's, but not. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have that one. I'd have to look again. It's been a while. But, yeah. Uh, even though he didn't have a cup with the Ducks, he was part of that 03, 03 cup run to the finals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you were talking earlier about like when he was healthy, he was dominant for this yeah. team. I think even when he was not healthy, he was dominant. Like yeah. if you look at. In that series, you know, he took that huge hit that from uh, people thought he wasn't going to come back from. Uh, who was that? Who Stevens? From. Yes, that's who it yeah, was. Yeah, against New Jersey um, there in the finals. Yeah, didn't think he was going to be coming yeah. back. In today's NHL, he would definitely not be coming back because oh, everybody's no. <laughs> so much more cautious now, especially when it came to concussions and stuff. Um, I did see an interview, I think it was from like a year or two ago, that like he, it was like his first time talking in quite a while. And like he says he honestly doesn't remember anything of coming back or whatever. Like there's no recollection. Which is awful. It, it is, it's, it's truly <laughs> awful. But like the fact that at the time he came back to score, what was the winning goal for that game? I believe that sent it to a game seven. I could be wrong on that. Please don't hate me for it. But I yeah, I don't remember. I want to say it was game five. So I don't, yeah, I, I think it, it sent it to game six, but the series did end up going to game. Yeah. Seven, so, so, but yeah, no, just a huge part of, uh, you know, the Ducks beginnings, essentially, right? Like being that first ever pick by uh, the expansion franchise and uh, becoming a NHL star. So, yeah, like not, yeah, exactly. not just a star for the team. Like he became a, a all-star multiple times. So yeah. I'm kind of curious, actually, how many all-star appearances he had. I'm going to take yeah, a look. I don't know. He's also a Hobie Baker award in the NCAA uh, award winner in the whole, in the uh, NCAA and oh, nice. two time Lady Bing Memorial Trophy winner. Yeah, I'm not sure. It doesn't say, at least on Hockey DB, how many all-star appearances he had, but I'm sure I could search it up later. So, yeah. All right, let's get into the main event. Uh, the guy that you all knew was coming on this list. Carter, send it off for us. Yeah, so 966 career games played. Um, a right winger leads all right wingers in points. 
uh, as well as um, all wingers, I guess. Uh, Timu Solani. I don't think it's really up for debate no. who's number <laughs> no. one. We both had him yeah. at number one on Not our list. Not at all. No debate. <laughs> yeah. Um, 457 goals, which is a lot. Yep. <laughs> 531 assists for 988 points over 15 years. So just like Ryan Getzlaff, he's been around for a long ass time. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, well deserving of this top spot. Um, just what a career, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Playing with, uh, you know, the original Anaheim Mighty Ducks as well. Uh, joining the team in 95-96 after being traded from the Winnipeg Jets, uh, which are now the Arizona Coyotes, I guess. So shows you how long ago he was he is, uh, he was playing. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. playing all the way up to the 2013-14 season. Uh, he had stops in San Jose and Colorado for a couple of years before returning back to Anaheim. Uh, he wasn't part of the 03 run, but he was there for the cup finals or for the, for the cup win in 2007. Uh, and he was a huge contributor in that season alone, played, played all 82 games, 94, uh, points in that year. Uh, and in the playoffs, he played 21 games and had 15 points. So he is a, a major factor in that series, rightly so. And, uh, you know, he, this is a guy that played his heart out until uh, he decided to call it quits. So, and yeah, and even exactly. then, in that last season, he played sixty four games and had twenty seven uh, points. So, not uh, not not Timu numbers, but understandably, it's the end of his career. But still, nothing to scoff at. So he still had twenty seven points. Not. So, yeah, um, some more stats for for you here on Timu Solani. Uh, this obviously happened with uh, not with the Ducks, but in his first season, 92-93 with the, uh, who would that have been with? Winnipeg, Yeah, probably. Winnipeg. He got the Calder Memorial Trophy <laughs> and what got him the trophy was the record for most goals scored by a rookie was 76. And, and do you see what his points, his point number was from that year? So you have 76 goals, so obviously he's going to be up there. It's got to be insane. 132 points. That's As oh, a rookie. That, <laughs> That's insane. Like <laughs> that is ridiculous. Give that man the Calder trophy for this year and next year because yeah. he scored enough for two Calder right? trophies. Right? Oh man. Um he was also named to the NHL All-Star games 10 times. He uh got 100 points in a season on four separate occasions um and 50 goals in a season three times. He also won the first ever Rocket Richard trophy which was in 98-99 as the league's leading scorer. Which he had 47 goals. 2007 cup. Yeah, but he had 47 goals in the 98-99 season. Yeah. And, just, 107, and 107 points in that year. <laughs> yeah. Also played uh, in the Olympics six times. Ooh, yes, he uh, did. Helping Finland to win three bronze medals. And in 2006, a silver medal. There you go. And again, even though it's not gold, those are, those are Olympic medals. Those are not something to scoff at. Yeah, dude, if you're winning silver in Olympic hockey, like you're like, you're you're upset that's, that's that you insane. got silver, but you're still proud that you have a Olympic medal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, not many people are beating Canada or Russia, no. so. <laughs> well, and what what <laughs> year did you say it was that insane. silver year? Uh, 2006. So that would have been uh that final actually would have been Finland Sweden. It wasn't even Canada oh, or the States. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, that was the year that like Canada just really disappointed for whatever reason. Was that that was Salt Lake City, right? Uh, oh, no. no, that was two thousand two. No, uh, two thousand six was Torino, Italy. Oh, okay. So too much pasta, too much pregame pasta. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> but no, actually, yeah, I remember actually watching those games at my mom's uh, work. Actually, while she was. Like while she was working, I'd go and join her because, like when I was like with her, it's sometimes hard to find daycare that sort of thing. And at her job, there was a daycare, but I was kind of one of the older kids. So, uh, but yeah, we we would throw on the Olympic games and stuff like that, and because mm-hmm. they were kind of like in the morning or midday, right? Because it's all the way in Italy. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I remember watching those 2006 games. So it was it was great times. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Team Mussolini is your uh, Quack Report official best. Uh, winger in Ducks history. So what so, we'll have to uh, do actually is compile what would be, I guess, our top line. So currently it would be Ryan Getzlaff with Timu Solani and Paul Correa on the front end. 
Dude, I'm so turned <laughs> on right now. <laughs> so once we do uh, defense in a couple of weeks and then uh, goalies, I guess the week after, we'll have our full starting lineup. So yeah, that'll be that'll be good. That will be good. Yeah, I guess next week is our uh, movie review of D3. That is correct. Uh, which is a good one. That's, that's very a good, good one. one. So it'll be fun to do that for sure. Maybe we'll have some more news to talk about. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nice to have some news. But I guess at the same time during all of this, no news is good news at the same time. For the most part, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But maybe all just right. some more. Well, thank you guys. Maybe just some more news on what's actually going on with the NHL as a whole. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This podcast is a production of the Hockey Podcast Network. You can check out the other 30 podcasts that they have for each of the other 30 NHL teams. Those come out the same as ours every Mondays while we're in this uh, the, these quarantine specials doing just weekly episodes. You can follow our show on Twitter at Quack Report Pod, where you can argue us that um, Timu Solani is not the best winger, which I don't know why you do that. <laughs> argue for spots two and well, three. Well, you, you can argue me. Carter doesn't uh, have, have Twitter, so you'll be arguing with me. Yeah. <laughs> you can argue with Nate, yeah. Oh, he also puts polls up on the on the, the Twitter, and you can interact with him in uh, various other ways yeah, on there I am, well. I am very active on that lately, so I've been I've been having a lot of fun with it. I love talking to people on there, so and it, yeah, it gives me something more to do as well, so please, please talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can also follow the network and see what's going on there at HockeyPodNet. And um, yeah, that is all for us this week. We will see you next week with our movie review of D3. And remember, please stay six feet apart and, you know, just self-isolate, be safe. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time for D3. Woo! Quack, quack, Mr. Duxworth. Quack, quack, Mr. Duxworth. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.